Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you're interested in seeing how the journaling that we mentioned in the podcast works, check out our website at familybiblejourney.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. When you see the logo, you found our page and you will see lots of posts that we update regularly from the podcast Journal Bible. Thanks for listening. This is Episode 6, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapters 6 and 7. The title of today's podcast is Safe in the Ark. And our key verses for today are verses 5 to 8 from chapter 6, where we read, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all of the time. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And so this is the first time in our podcast that we've had to combine chapters for a single episode, and that is because We want to move through the whole Bible if we do six podcasts a week over the course of three years. And as we were planning out the episode schedule for the podcast, we went through the entire Old Testament and New Testament, and we wanted to put the Old Testament into two years and the New Testament into one year. And doing six podcasts a week for 52 weeks a year, that's 104 weeks, that equals 624 podcast episodes For an Old Testament, that has 929 chapters in it. So there are times that we're going to have to combine chapters in order to move through the entire Bible in the course of three years. If you listen to one podcast a day, six days a week. And we were very intentional about how we divided these chapters. There are some times we'll have two, maybe even three chapters combined, especially when we get to some of the shorter Psalms. But all this so that we can move through the Old Testament and the whole Bible in a reasonable amount of time while respecting your time. There are plenty of podcasts out there that will cover a single verse or a single chapter for many days, weeks, or months of your life. This is not that podcast. We are really hitting just the highlights, pointing out some of the major themes, sharing some thoughts along the way that you would hopefully be encouraged as you walk through the Bible. And in this passage, there are a couple of things that we want to make sure that we know. Number one is that description of the depravity of humanity at the time of Noah. This idea in verse 5, and I do have verse 5 highlighted in green for those of you who are journaling with us through the Bible, where it says that every intention of the thoughts of mankind's heart was only evil all of the time, because that is the state of human nature after the fall. God had created humanity in love and truth and purity and innocence, and all of that was lost in the fall. So much so that we are never going to be able to get back to that which was created. As a matter of fact, the sin that lives inside of us is going to have to be extinguished with physical death before God is going to be able to restore us, which is part of the reason why we know that one of the consequences of sin is that All human beings are going to die a physical death. But when we die physically, those who die in the faith, when they are raised again in glory, when Christ returns from the dead, 
That sin that is inside of us, that lives inside of us now, it is going to stay dead. So when we are raised, we are going to be raised in the innocence, the purity, the truth, the beauty, the love that we were created in. And that is going to be a wonderful part of the restoration of all things when Jesus returns. In that impending judgment from God, we see a mighty foreshadowing of it here in the flood narrative. When we are introduced to Noah in these verses, especially verse 8 and verse 9, I do have a couple of those red kairos, one on verse 8 and one in verse 9. Verse 8, because it says that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was chosen by God to be a redeemer, in a sense, of humanity. As he and his family were saved from God's wrath in the ark, humanity itself was saved. And so because Noah is one of these mighty redemptive characters of the Old Testament, I have that marked with a red Cairo, pointing us forward in time to Christ, who is going to be the redeemer of all mankind. I also have that verse 9 marked with a red Cairo, where it says that Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation, and that Noah walked with God. Because Noah was faithful. He was blameless in his generation. does not mean that he was perfect, but he was faithful. When most of the rest of humanity had gone off to serve their own evil desires, we are told that Noah held on to the truth and held on to faith and held on to God. He was a faithful man in the midst of a crooked, evil, and perverse generation. And so God uses Noah. He blesses Noah and asks him to build an ark that he is going to use to save the human race and representative samples of all the species of animals from the flood of God's wrath that is sure to come. And this boat that Noah was encouraged to build, it took him a hundred years to build this boat. And depending on which of the Old Testament cubits you want to use, that boat was anywhere between 450 and 500 feet long. That's about half the size of the USS Enterprise aircraft carrier. This thing was huge. You could fit a lot of animals on that ark. Some would suggest that there's no way that Noah could have gotten a representative sample of all the species gathered onto the ark. There are people who speculate whether or not dinosaurs were included in this gathering of animals, but we must remember this is a miraculous deliverance that God had ordained and arranged through Noah. Yes, Noah's faithful actions led to the construction of the ark, but it was God who was going to bring those animals. And I don't want to waste a lot of time on needless speculation and silly speculation about how these things worked out because oftentimes when people get so fascinated and focused on the details, they forget the bigger picture. They forget the meta narrative that God was redeeming humanity through Noah and it was Noah's faithfulness and Noah's faithful act in building the ark and his faithfulness in gathering these creatures together as God had asked him to do that led to the salvation of all of these animal species and the human race. And it doesn't take a lot of imagination for us to see many parallels to the flood narrative as a great redemption narrative and metaphor to the redeeming and the saving work of Christ and the work that God does for us in the church. Many of the early church fathers referenced the ark as a great metaphor of the church. We think of the church as that institution ordained by God, where the gospel is taught, where God's sacraments are shared with his people, where he blesses his people with his gifts and worship. And the ark, in many ways, is a safe haven for God's people, even though we live in a cruel and a quicked and twisted 
generation as Noah did. It is a place where we can go for comfort. It is a place where we can go to receive the good news of God's redeeming love, the strengthening of faith that we need to continue faithfully on our walk with God. And when we think of the church as an ark, there is one little words of wisdom section I want to share with you on this particular passage. It's going to come up a lot later in our podcast as we talk about life in the church and life amongst God's people throughout the Old Testament. And that word of wisdom is this, that the woodpeckers in the ark were a greater danger than the storm outside. As a part of my work with churches all over the country, into Canada and other parts of the world, I get to see how that word of wisdom is lived out in the life of the church. Because we live in a day in an age where the institution of the church is under attack. And there are many people who are listening to this podcast who may not have a church home at this time because they are suffering from either conflict in the church or they've been wronged by someone in the church. Oftentimes it's even a pastor or a priest or a leader in the church. And that is an incredible tragedy. And so this, the church is an arc metaphor, applies in this way as well. And I don't know if Noah and his family put little beak guards on those little woodpeckers or if they were kept in cages or how it was that they were kept from drilling holes through the side of the ark. But whatever they did, it worked because God saved them from the flood of his wrath, saved him from the storm that was outside, and used Noah as that mighty redemptive figure to save the human race and the many species that were represented there on the ark. So as you read this story and consider the life of Noah and how it was that God used him to rescue humanity from the effects of sin and the corrosive degradation of human society that was so bad that God decided that he was going to start over anew, I pray that you would pray and ponder on those parallels between our life in the church today and the life of Noah and his family, that God used the flood both as an instrument of his wrath but also a way to purify humanity, much in the same way that baptism blesses us with the gifts of God's love in a very special and mighty and miraculous way. And recognize that even as Noah and his family is there in the ark, that the sin that lived in the world and the rest of humanity still lived inside of them. Because as we get to this next chapter and we consider how sin would affect Noah's family in a very difficult and trialsome way, we are going to see that the sin that caused God's wrath was still alive and well within Noah and his family, and that they were going to suffer, even as those who had been chosen to be spared from the wrath of God that poured out in the floodwaters upon earth, they too were still sinful, and they were going to suffer the consequences of sin shortly after getting out of the ark in a way that many people still today are suffering. And so we close this episode looking forward to seeing how it is that God uses Noah and his family to restore humanity, but recognizing all the same, that sin was alive and well in them. And that even though this was going to be a new start for humanity, that sin is going to continue to be alive and well in the human race, in the human condition, and that God is going to continue to be faithful despite their failings, and use them to restore the human race. 
If you appreciate this podcast as a part of your daily routine and would like to become a monthly sponsor so that others are blessed as you are by the podcast, go to FamilyBibleJourney.com to learn more. Sponsorships are tax deductible and cover our operating expenses like hosting and the services that make this podcast work. Our blessing for today. In the storms of God's wrath, may you find your refuge and peace in the ark of God's love and mercy found in Christ Jesus our Savior. Amen.